accidentally do things you'll later regret. Oh no, you did. Hello, and welcome to Let's Place. It's game of the year time, baby. Listen, we have maybe not had the most productive 2020, but fuck you, you haven't either. I know you haven't. I've seen the news. <laughs> And, but, you know, it's New Year's Eve right now as we're recording this, and we can't let the year slip by without talking about what game's the objectively the best game of 2020. So, mm -hmm. you know, had to convene an emergency episode, get this out the door. Oh, good. When was the last time you recorded an episode? It's been a couple oh. months now, right? Oh, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> the thing about um, recording, GMing, and producing an actual play podcast is that you have very little free time left over. Yeah, I totally get it. It's... <laughs> I... I have gone from four podcasts to three because I realized four is too many. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely... I've, I've lived, like, the five, six podcast life. It's a rough life. Mm. Especially once you have, like, responsibilities. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, um, yeah, we are going to, each of us nominate a single game that we think is the best video game of 2020 and we're gonna see how that stands up to the list that we've got so far but before we can do that i should introduce people as always i of course have my co-host crystal auf wiedersehen and chelsea should all the acquaintance be forgot and never brought i ran out of breath <laughs> 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 Hi. Anyway, uh, you've already heard the voice of Dan. Hey, uh, Happy New Year, Xbox. <laughs> happy New Year, Xbox. Max, he's also here. The trick is to take a breath before you speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that one. Maxie, I feel like you're a Game of the Year regular for us. Uh, I was definitely on it last year. I don't know if I was on it the year before. I want to say you were, and I'm not going to bother fact-checking that. I was Although, on Game of the Decade of the 70s. Right. Although, if I know Chelsea, she's already, like, halfway into showing that I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, but, anyway, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel like Game of the Year without Maxie here, and that might only be a one-year-long <laughs> tradition, but I'm holding to it now. Maxie's definitely a frequent guest. Oh, yeah, most certainly. And it is a privilege, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, let's go around the table. Well, you know what? Yeah, I, I guess let's let's get the nominations out of the way first. Um, I'm just going to go around to each of you and ask what you think the number one game of 2020 is. Uh, Dan, why don't we start with you? Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon. Yeah, Yakuza, I believe in this territory it is just Yakuza, Like a Dragon. Yes, it is either Yakuza 7 or Yakuza, Like a Dragon. I... I like to call it both. Yeah, well, on this show, we use the proper titles. <laughs> All right, so Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh, you mean Like a Dragon 7, Whereabouts of Light and Darkness. Yeah, exactly. Oh, See, oh, man, I can't believe... I knew they had, like, this specific JRPG-sounding title for it in Japan. I just couldn't remember it. God. <laughs> it's so good. See, Crystal, this is where I always have a bone to pick with y'all at Book of Medora, because you always title the episodes after, like, the Japanese titles. None of you speak Japanese. Like, Crystal, you have never played The Legend of Zelda Triforce of the Gods. The Legend that... of Zelda Link to the Past is a distinct 
uh, piece of art. That is not true. I have absolutely played the Japanese ROM of Densetsu no Zelda, Kamigabi no Triforce. You know, all right, that's fair. But you didn't understand any of the words. Uh, You know, I know a couple (laughs) kana. Do you? That's more than I do. Yeah, I stand by my basic complaint. I mean, it make it sounds cooler. Usually, it does. I, I I will grant that it sounds cooler. I'm just saying, Triforce of the Gods and Link to the Past are not technically one and the same. They are like ninety percent the same. But the writing matters. The language matters. This is the bone I'm here to pick on New Year's. Yeah, Eve. I wouldn't call it BSX Zelda Ancient Stone Tablets. That's a different mm-hmm. game. Anyway, I'm gonna move on from this. Maxi, what's your game of the year? My game of the year is Heaven's Vault. Heaven. That's not a 2020 release. Uh, I checked, <laughs> and it's getting ported to Switch in 2020. Doesn't matter. We go by original release date. Uh, fine. How about Suzerain? All right. How do you spell that? S-U-Z-E-R-A-I-N. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Chelsea, what's your game of the year? Uh, that's a good question. It didn't even occur to me that I was going to have to pick one of these until, like, a couple hours ago when I was at work yeah. and couldn't really think about it. Uh-huh. Uh, skip me for a minute. All right, sure. Crystal, how about you? Uh, Crusader Kings 3. Hell Crusader yeah. Good pick. All right. Uh, in that case, I am going to nominate, I guess, you know, because I gave Dan so much shit about the title of Yakuza, I gotta be specific here. I'm going to nominate Kentucky Route Zero colon PC edition. Now, Luke, that sounds like a port to me. It's not. It's not. Kentucky Route Zero is an episodic game that has been released on the PC for seven years. The final episode of it came out this year. Mm -hmm. We have long held that episodic games do not count as released until either the final episode comes out or all future episodes get canceled. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) But they, they updated the version. It used to just be Kentucky Route Zero, and then they changed it to Kentucky Route Zero PC Edition, and also put out TV Edition, which is the same game, but for, like, Switch and PS4. But technically, we're not ranking those. We're ranking the PC Edition, because that's the one I played. I imagine uh, you've been putting this one off for several years. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I have said for... About five years that Kentucky Route Zero is preemptively the game of whatever year they finish it on. Chelsea, coming back to you. Yeah, it's not my favorite game of this year, okay. but it's going to. Be, I think it's the most interesting one for me to talk about this year. Okay. Because I don't want. I, I don't want to talk about Animal Crossing, and I don't want to talk about Paper Mario. That's fair. Uh, Spirit Fairer. Oh I yeah. I watched you play Paper Mario. That was not your game of the year. <laughs> it's a good game though well we'll have to decide that a different day because now we're, today we're talking spirit fair all right wait are we talking about it now or no we're gonna talk about i'm just gonna go down in the order we've got these down dan tell me about yakuza like a dragon all right yakuza like a dragon aka yakuza 7 in japan something of light of darkness i'm sorry i forgot the name again it's the latest installment in the yakuza franchise it is the eighth mainline installment. Remember, there is a Yakuza Zero as well. Right. And since Kiryu's story ended with Yakuza 6, this new game is a JRPG starring Ichiban Kasuga. Ichiban gets wrapped up in, in a uh, 
criminal conspiracy, as Yakuza protagonists are wont to do, and using both friendship, fighting, and whatever he can, he is going to be the hero that Ichijo Yokohama needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's JR- it uses JRPG combat, a very streamlined version, uh, heavily right. inspired by Dragon Quest, though... It probably did get some influence from Persona 5 just because, like, it's in the same building as Atlas. They probably got some pointers here and there. Sure, uh, sure. Uh, I know that you can pull out your cell phone and summon lobsters, so that's yeah. all right. There's a summoning system. It's called Pound Mates. You get to, like, find people. You gain them over the course of the story and by doing sub-stories, which are what the Yakuza series calls side quests. Uh-huh. And... Some of them, the reward is getting, like, the guy you helped out in that story uh, as a summon. Uh, This includes a soup kitchen worker who creates a delicious soup that heals MP, a chicken that can either heal HP or MP, an adult baby that lowers enemy stats by crying, the main characters from the uh, previous titles doing cool shit, uh, and so on and so forth. Okay, alright. What, what is it that makes this, like, the game of the year to you? It is such a complete and total wonderful game. Everything is so good. Like, the JRPG combat is snappy and interesting. I never thought it would... I was worried that it would be a downgrade from the beat-em-up combat, but it's not. Uh, the writing is phenomenal. The characters are so, like, wonderful and well-written. Ichiban, I think, somehow manages to be even more likable than any of the past protagonists. The gameplay is all around fantastic. There, like, the overworld stuff is generally the same as, like, other titles, which include stuff like doing karaoke, mm-hmm. playing at driving ranges, drinking at bars. You can go to the movie theater and try not to fall asleep while watching a movie. Uh, there's a, oh, there's a kart racer minigame and a business minigame. Mm-hmm. It's it's it all comes together into something that I think is more than the sum of its parts. It's absolutely phenomenal. Okay, okay. Uh, does anyone else have thoughts about Yakuza Like a Dragon? Everyone's been talking about it. This is a, a turn-based title, right? This is a, a turn-based Dragon Quest-like RPG. Yeah. Yes. But I think it has positioning mechanics because, like, yeah, people it, move it's, around. It's, yeah, you move around, like, you and the enemies are, like, placed throughout the, like, combat area, and, like, placement can affect things like AoE attacks are specifically in, like, a certain area, like, along a line, or in a circle, or or what have you. Uh, like, you can, certain enemies can't be attacked by certain party members if, like, other enemies are in the way. That's, that's just, like, the gist of that sort of, like, thing. Okay, okay. Uh, were, were you... Do you have a follow-up to that, Crystal? I, I was going to say, I, I wish more games would do that, because I do like a turn-based game more than a beat-em-up. Yeah, I honestly... I've, like, kind of flirted with getting into Yakuza games a couple times now. Yeah. Um, I'm, like, two hours into Yakuza Kiwami, and I do keep meaning to go back to it. It didn't, like, turn me off or anything. I just... I don't know. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff happened, but um, the brawling combat in the Yakuza games never seemed like the funnest part of them to me, and the idea of replacing them with 
RPG combat seemed like that might be a step in the right direction. I mean, it definitely works better with, like, certain things that already exist in the game. Like, the gear in, like, most of the games is sort of, like, whatever, but but it really makes a difference in the game. Like, mm-hmm. like you've got weapons in your standard Yakuza game, and uh, in your standard Yakuza game, they have a certain number of uses before they're unusable or break or whatever. Uh, but being in an RPG, you just have them and can use them however you like, as much as you like. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other thoughts before we start to rank this bad boy from anybody? All righty. We're going to start <laughs> at game number 330. Crystal, how does Yakuza Like a Dragon compare to... You Don't Know Jack, Volume 3, everybody's favorite computer trivia game show. This is the one that introduced Cookie Masterson, the, the funny man host. Yakuza. All right, there's one for Yakuza. Chelsea. Uh, Yakuza. Okay, it's two for Yakuza. Uh, Dan, I, I'm assuming I know how you vote, but yep. I don't know. Yakuza. Maxi. Yakuza. All right, Yakuza is moving up to the top half of the list. Uh, let's see here. Maxi, how does it compare to number 165? Namco High, the visual novel. Yakuza. Written by Andrew Hussey, where you <laughs> yeah. date Namco characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not indulging him. After everything he's done this year, mostly wasn't him. Wait, what's he? Wait, hold on. What's he done this year? Uh, allowed people to write a very bad comic. Oh yes, that is true. Oh. Also, oh, I think he was an e boy for a while, but I can't remember whether that was this year or last year. I feel you like that was last is. year. Uh. I know he just announced that he's got like a new thing he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I don't want to get into that right now. <laughs> all right yeah we, we will not uh you, you can start open... you can start uh, my let me tell you about homestuck again next year if it's so important <laughs> to you <laughs> it's not really uh anyway all right uh dan namco high or yakuza it's yakuza baby all right chelsea uh yakuza all right crystal Yakuza. All right. That moves Yakuza up further. It's got a shot at the top 100 here. Crystal, how does Yakuza compare to Earthbound, another JRPG, the beloved SNES classic about a little boy with psychic powers and a baseball bat? A mother, too. All right. Uh, Maxi. Hmm. Now, here's the thing about Earthbound. Yeah. It's a good game. Yeah. I think it's maybe a little overrated, but it's good. You know, gameplay works yeah. well. It's got nice environments. It's got a nice soundtrack. Mm-mm. You can't summon a crawfish to pinch your enemies, though. Sorry, to pinch your enemies. You can't, and honestly, that would fit right in, so they kind of It's, it's an oversight, so I yeah. have yeah. to vote like, for Yakuza. If you told me that was something that happened to Earthbound, I would believe you. And then if you told me it didn't actually, I'd be mad that it didn't. I think that's what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say like the whole contemporary RPG thing does remind me of Earthbound in a lot of ways. Sure. Wait, am I next? Uh yeah, I think I, I think I fucked up and it should have been Crystal first, but Maxi already voted, so No, Crystal uh, voted. Yeah, Dan, go Crystal voted go for, for Mother Two. Oh right, that did happen. Wow, okay. Whatever, it's New Year's, <laughs> baby. 
It was just so unexpected you forgot about I'm it. I'm drinking and I somehow remembered that. Dan, how do you vote? Yakuza. Alright, that is uh, two for Yakuza, one for Earthbound. Chelsea? Uh, Earthbound. Alright, that is a tie. Yakuza seems coy like Earthbound. I don't know what to tell you. I feel like losing to Earthbound is not a dishonorable loss. I'm voting Earthbound. Alright. Uh, which was Yakuza Like a Dragon down to 123. It could still potentially break the top 100 here. Oh, oh, cool. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> uh, Maxi, how does it compare to Pokemon Puzzle League, the smash hit Nintendo 64 reskin of Panel to Pawn with Pokemon? I have tried to play that game. I do not like it. Yakuza 7. Ooh. Damn. All right. Uh, Dan. Yakuza 7. Chelsea. Poke to Pawn. <laughs> Crystal. Yakuza. Yeah, Yakuza takes it and moves up to number 102. Uh, Crystal, how does it compare to Wario Land 3, one of your favorite video games? Oh, it's got to be the third Wario Land. It's the best game. All right. <laughs> uh, Maxi. Uh, Wario Land 3 is quite good. So I'm going with Wario Land 3. Okay. Uh, Dan. Uh, I'm going with Yakuza, and I will point out that uh, what's something that <laughs> desperately filling oh. through your memory to find something <laughs> yeah. that Yakuza does but... that Wario also does uh, there's well you can grow garlic Okay. Uh, do you collect uh, okay. treasure? Uh, yeah kinda no, there's a that's a pretty standard part of those uh, let's see uh, there's a sub story where you have to, like, fight a bear. There's a sub-story where you have to, uh, what's the thing I'm thinking about? Uh, there's a sub-story that involves eating, uh, extremely spicy, uh, what's that cabbage, cabbage, uh... Kimchi? Kimchi. I, I'm sorry, I can't believe I forgot. Kimchi. Okay. <laughs> you are listing a lot of things you can do in Yakuza Like a Dragon. <laughs> Wario is more of a garlic guy. Well, kimchi is garlic adjacent. A lot of things are garlic adjacent. <laughs> That's the most good food. Oh, is, oh, is chocolate garlic adjacent now? Is that how that works? If it's good oh, chocolate. Right. What? <laughs> does, does all, wait, does all good food... Does just being good food make it garlic adjacent? <laughs> I mean, I mean, garlic is the best garlic. food, so that tracks. <laughs> Chelsea, how are you voting? Um, <laughs> I had to think about it to you remember the game so for a second. <laughs> what? You had so much time to decide. Uh, well, the, we y'all went on a tangent. Uh, Wario. Wario takes it. God damn it! Oh yeah, Yuck is locked out of the top one hundred. Tragically. Uh, it moves down to number 112. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to Rogue, the classic uh, dungeon crawler with randomly generated elements that spawned a whole genre? Dang. Um, Yakuza. All right, Crystal. I've been playing some of Rogue recently. That game whips Rogue. Yeah, there's like a Rogue revival going on. <laughs> For whatever reason. I know a lot of people that are now playing Rogue. It got put on Steam is why. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> uh, Alright, Maxie. 
Rogue. Uh, Dan. Yakuza 7, and yeah. I'll admit, there isn't a whole lot of roguelike elements in Yakuza. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rogue wins, and Yakuza moves down. Uh, Dan, how does it compare to Pokemon Gold version? The second generation of Pokemon. Explore the Johto region. It's a whole new world to live in. It's a whole new place to see. It's a brand new place with a brand new attitude. <laughs> but you still gotta catch them all and be the best that you can be. Oh, uh, that reminds me. Yakuza 7 has, like, a creature log that's, like, framed as, like, a Pokemon thing. Yeah. You, they're called, like, Sujimon. And it's it's short for super jittery men. Huh. Because they're men who make you super jittery. Uh, uh, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Yakuza 7. Okay, alright. Maxi? Pokemon Gold, you said? Yeah. Second gen's best, Pokemon Gold. Alright, that's one for each. Crystal? Pokemon 2. Chelsea? Uh, who's a... Alright, that ties it. I mean, Maxi said it best. Second gen's the best one. I gotta go Pokemon. It's no Gen uh, 5. Gen 5 is a close second. I will give you that. Uh, that knocks Yakuza down. Oh, God. It's, it's getting, like, hammered here with some real... Like, you got hit with Earthbound, then Rogue, Pokemon Gold. Now I've got to ask you, Crystal, what's better? Yakuza or Super Mario Brothers 3? Oh, it's Yakuza. That's easy. Oh, okay. Well, fuck you too then, I guess. I just I've, I've, <laughs> I've admitted to myself recently, I just don't like 2D Mario games that much. Eh, you know, that's fair. Maxi. Uh, sorry, what was the Mario game in question again? Uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. I mean, that's like the second best 2D Mario, but... Mm-hmm. Right, right behind Yoshi's Island. Well, it was fun guessing on the podcast, <laughs> but I'm never doing that again. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's Yakuza. <laughs> that's two for Yakuza. Chelsea? Um, uh, Yakuza. All right, Dan. Yakuza. All right, well, clearly I like Mario 3 more than everyone else. Yeah, that seems to be I'm the also case. just not a huge fan of uh, 2D Marios. All right. What did you say, Crystal? What if we made a website where we just uh, ranked games badly? Like, the best 2D Mario games. Number one, New Super Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> Number <laughs> 12, Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> get those hate clicks. Yeah, we could get those hate clicks. Or is it anyway. worth it, though? Yes. <laughs> well, what price are you imagining there, Maxi? The price of your dignity. Yeah. Because you're saying um, a integrity. shit Mario game is the best one. Sorry, the price of my what now? <laughs> your honor as a gamer? <laughs> do gamers have honor? <laughs> nope. Yes, yeah, no. They believe here, they do. Here is the gamer's code. No cheats. No microtransactions, and never respect a woman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Yakuza is moving up to number 118. Dan, how does it compare to help my large dog is being affectionate and I need to record my objective video game ranking podcast? A Let's Play fan game that simulates the experience that I used to have hosting this show at my parents' house with our large dog. I used... I've played that game. It's fun. 
But you know what's more fun? It's Yakuza huh. 7, Like a Dragon. All right. Maxie? How affectionate was the dog in real life, Luke? Oh, Barkley's very affectionate. He's a sweetheart. Um, like, almost to a fault. Like, it is hard to get him away from you because he just wants to play and be pet constantly. Damn. Yakuza's... One might say dopey. Yeah, a little dopey. Yakuza 7 has uh, lots of cats. There's a uh, quest about finding uh, someone's lost cats. Okay, okay. Hmm. Maxie, how do you vote? Oof. Oof. How fluffy is he? Pretty fluffy. He's a golden doodle. Oh, that's good. Uh, it's the dog one. Okay. It's one for each. Chelsea. <laughs> uh, yeah, help my large dog. Why not? <laughs> Crystal. I'm playing help my large dog for the first time in a while, and it's making me smile. So help my large dog. All right. Help my Damn. large dog wins, and Yakuza moves down. Uh, for one final ranking at number 119, Crystal, how does it compare to... Bionicle Matanui Adventure, the flash-based uh, mist-like adventure game starring everyone's favorite Lego mans. Takua. Yeah, Takua, the Chronicler. Yeah, this is a great reason to download uh, the Flashpoint archive of every Flash game, because this game is uh-huh. awesome. Matanui. All right. Uh, Maxi. Uh, I think it's gotta be Bonkle, because gotta wrap the Bonkle. That's two for Bionicle. Chelsea? Yakuza. And Dan. You know, this is the first challenging one because <laughs> uh, the Matanui online game is very near and dear to my heart. I haven't played it in a very long time, but it made me love Bionicle when I was like six. And yeah. I've always admired its art and its, and its gameplay. It's very good. But in the... But I like Yakuza 7, and if I say Yakuza 7, I'll have to make you do a tiebreaker, so I'm picking Yakuza 7. Great, I vote for Bionicle. (laughs) 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 In that case, Yakuza Like a Dragon is placed number 120, directly above Super Mario Bros. 3, directly below Bionicle Mott Nui Adventure. That's a good place. Yeah, you know, yeah. top 150, that ain't nothing to sneeze at. Not as good as Yakuza uh, 0. Apparently not. Personally, I think it's better, but it's been a topic of hey, debate among my Yakuza fans. Hey, the you're wrong. The lists that cannot be Now you have scientific proof. Yeah. Uh, Yakuza, like a dragon. I just gotta get the Moby Games link on here. Da-da-da-da. Link. Kabam! Wait, all right. Oh. We're moving on to the next game here Suzerain. Maxie, tell me about Suzerain. So, Suzerain is effectively a political simulator, a fairly short one, uh, heavily narrative based, which casts the player as the president of a small country during sort of a. I hesitate to call it a fantasy world, but it, because there's no uh, fantastic elements, really. It, it's sort of similar to Disco Elysium, in which it takes a place in a world that resembles ours in a lot of ways, but isn't. Sure. So, you basically are the president of this small nation. You take office 
during a very bad time for the country. The economy is in a really rough spot. There was a push for collective, uh, for collective economy, uh, command economy, and then another guy came in and pushed very heavily towards laissez-faire economics. Um, you're having to deal with medical crises, education crises, decide whether you want to cozy up to one of the two superpowers, and on top of everything that you're doing, you have to try and make sure that nobody gets too mad at you, so they, or that they can't do anything about it if they do. Okay, okay. What is it about Suzerain that makes it the game of the year to you? So part of it is that it is a story which branches to a large degree depending on your choices. Um, you can run the country in a lot of different ways, is my understanding. You can go for more totalitarian approach. You can try and open up uh, women's rights and um, you know protect minorities within the country. You can work to ideally pass a constitutional reform. That's sort of the centerpiece of a large part of the game. And in addition to that branching, I think it's just very well written. It does a good job of making each decision feel weighty. And I don't think it traps you in a no-win scenario, per se, but it does a good job yeah. of putting you in a situation where you need to make compromises without asking you to just give up on your goals and aim for that playthrough altogether, if that makes sense. Yeah. You were telling me about this game before, and you were saying it was kind of like if you combine Crusader Kings with Papers, Please. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with those Cold War politics, dealing with the quasi-America superpower and the quasi-USSR superpower. Uh, it feels like... It's not it's not a game where it's like, oh, no, America's great, why would you do communism? It, I feel sure. like it does a good job of realistically creating a political situation where you have a lot of different approaches and the approach you take will have consequences, be they good or bad. And, yeah, I appreciate the character focus. It gives you definitely a strong sense of character, especially with the protagonist and the people closest to his life and his career. Okay, okay. Has anyone else played this game? No. That's what I thought. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever heard of it, but it yeah. sounds great. It is both a small game and it's very new. It came out uh, the beginning of the month. Ah, it's a bug fable scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will always you know do this. He's going to come in with a bug fable scenario. <laughs> uh, did anyone else have any like questions or thoughts about this game? What was the length of this game? Um, let me pull it up on Steam real quick, and then I can tell you. <laughs> I'll say it is the same price as a game I bought this week, uh, Lucifer Within Us. That game did, was cool, but did not last very long, and I kind of wish I'd bought this instead. So my playthrough of Suzerain was a little over eight hours, but also I cranked through it all in one weekend because I was just really into it. And it's yeah. the kind of game where if you're into exploring the different ways a story can turn out and branch, there's obviously a lot of replayability there. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, eight okay. hours is a pretty perfect length for a video game, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's figure out where Suzerain belongs on this list. Uh, we are going to start at. Oh, hold on. Uh, 
We're going to start at game number 330, which is going to be a different game now. That's the magical Let's Place. Isn't it just? <laughs> Isn't it just? <laughs> Crystal, how does Suzerain compare to the fabulous Screech? A short, uh, I guess, visual novel is the right thing? Interactive fiction? Uh, with uh, crayon-drawn illustrations uh, about and just like a little interactive meditation on life and death and dreams and cats. I'm going to go with Suzerain because I very much like the genre of politics simulator. I played a lot yeah. of politics simulator flash games back in the day. And those sure. are probably not as good as this one. So Suzerain. <laughs> All right. Chelsea, how about you? Uh, Suzerain. All right. That's one for each. Maxie, I assume I know your vote. Suzerain. And Dan. You know, I got to say, this is a very compelling game, and I think what it's up against sounds very comparable in what it's in that sort of like more high concept game. Yeah. I'm going to lean towards Suzerain. Yeah. Uh, Fabulous Screech is also a very like bite sized thing. Like, Suzerain, you said it takes like eight hours. I think Fabulous Screech takes about 30 minutes, maybe. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Suzerain is moving up. I think it might continue to move up as I ask you, Dan. How does Suzerain compare to the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword? Uh, the f to date the final traditional 3D Zelda. This one focused on motion controls and flying. Uh, I've never played Skyward Sword. I have listened to the Book of Medora series on it. Uh, it's. It seems pretty good, but I'm gonna give it to Suzerain. All right. Uh, Maxie. Suzerain. Chelsea. Suzerain. Crystal. If you like the traditional 3D Zelda style of dungeons, this one has the best ones. So my vote is for I Skyward Sword. I have mixed feelings about that game, but I agree with you. It's got good fucking dungeons. Uh, all right, but Suzerain is moving up. Uh, Crystal, it's going up against another Zelda game. How does it compare to The Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes, the 3DS co-op-focused Zelda game where you change costumes and prove that you're the real hero? Oh, I'll go for Suzerain on this one. All right, all right. Uh, Chelsea. Suzerain. Okay, Maxie. Suzerain. And Dan. I have not listened to the Book of Medora episode on Triforce Heroes. I will give it to Suzerain. All right. Suzerain moves up to number 41. Dan has it compared to One Night Hot Springs, a short piece of interactive fiction about uh, a trans woman on a vacation to a hot springs and uh, navigating that uh, social situation. Uh, the last time I heard about this was on on this show, and it seems really neat. I'm going to give it to One Night Hot Springs. All right. Uh, uh, Maxie. So part of me does want to go with Suzerain, but also I downloaded an unrelated Hot Springs themed game recently. And it's been making okay. me think, damn, if I weren't broke, trans, and tattooed during a global pandemic, <laughs> it'd be fucking dope to go to a hot spring. So I'm going to say One Night Hot Springs. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's one for each. Uh, Chelsea. 
Uh, I should have been thinking about it while y'all were going. Um, Do you want me to come back to you? Sure. All right, Crystal? I don't like One Night Hot Springs as much as Last Day of Spring, so my vote is for Suzerain. Okay, that's two for Suzerain, one for Hot Springs. Chelsea? Suzerain. All right, Suzerain takes it and moves up. It is a lock. Oh, yeah, it's already a lock. It's locked for the top 50 at this point. As it goes up against game number 20. Wait, wait wasn't that tied? I, I'm, no, no, no. We, I... had th- we had three for Suzerain, one for Hot Springs. No, oh, I voted okay. for Hot Springs. Right. Were you... Wait, who else voted Hot Springs? I did. Okay, well, I was voting Suzerain anyway, so oh, okay. that works. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> that, I made a mistake, but also the mistake didn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, that moves uh, Suzerain up to number 20. To Mother 3, the classic uh, JRPG for the Game Boy Advance. Never officially released in America, but there's a pretty solid fan translation out there. It's a good game. It'll make you cry. It'll make you laugh. What more could you want? Uh, Dan, how does it compare to Suzerain? No crying till the end. No crying till the end. Is that a vote for Mother? That's a vote for Mother. All right. Uh, Maxie. The only thing that's gonna end is Mother 3's Reign of Terror. Oh, uh, give shit. me Suzerain. Alright, that's two for Suzerain. Chelsea. Mother 3. And Crystal. Suzerain. Ah, oh, fuck, that ties it. <laughs> I don't want to have to decide. I have not played Mother 3 in like over a decade, and I'm wondering. Lately, I've been wondering, like, if I replay it, am I gonna like it as much as I liked it when I played it, like, in college? Honestly. I think you might, there will be more to take from it now that you probably have a better grasp on how shitty the U.S. is and how much the pig mask army is about U.S. imperialism. You say that, but Suzerain is framed heavily around the realities of dealing with superpowers as a smaller and weaker country. And the compromises at best and sacrifices at knife point at worst that you have to deal with in order to not get cooed or otherwise fucked with. So what we're saying is these are actually in some ways thematically related games. One like expresses its themes through realism and the other expresses them through like surrealism and fantasy. I would say so. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm generally more of a surreal guy, so I think I got to go mother 3. So right. it shall be. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's Reign of Terror continues, Maxi. Uh, Crystal, how's Suzerain compared to Tokyo Jungle? There ain't no politics in this one. You're just a little Pomeranian in an abandoned city. And I guess there kind of is politics when you think about it, because it's like humanity wiped itself out and left all its pets behind. Yeah, humanity has just claimed the whole Earth for itself, and now n- nature has come to reclaim it. Yeah. Ah, uh, too. I gotta go Tokyo Jungle. I love that game. Yeah. Oh, I have no, that's another one I haven't played in a long time. They need to fucking put it out on anything else. Oh, yeah. I recently got a used PS3 and got a Tokyo Jungle on that. Yeah. Like, it, I have, I'm past the point of, like, hoping for a sequel. Just re-release it. It's funny to me that the $600 original PS3 has absolutely stood the test of time as being the best box that Sony's ever released. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's not uh 
Because they've never made PS3 games on anything else, and it can play PS2 games. Yeah, who who would want to play yeah. those shitty old ugly oh. games, Luke? <laughs> oh, also, there's a lot of uh, like the the like there's a lot of PS3 exclusive, extremely obscure PS1 and 2 titles on like their store. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, all right. So, Crystal, what'd you vote for? Uh, Tokyo Jungle. That's one vote for Tokyo Jungle, Chelsea. Uh, Tokyo Jungle. Maxi. Eh, fuck it. Tokyo Jungle. Alright, and uh, Dan. Nature is healing. Right, great. Uh, that moves <laughs> Suzerain down to number 35. Uh, Dan, how's it compared to Power Stone, the classic Dreamcast brawler? Uh, I don't know. What else do you want? It's fun. It's cool. It's Dreamcast. I think they're actually rumored to be making another one of these finally. Uh, I've never played Power Stone, but it looks pretty cool. I'll give it to Power Stone. All right, Maxi. Hmm. You know, this is I. This is not Eidolon, so I'm under no obligation to rep the Dreamcast. I'm going with Suzerain. <laughs> I was Fair about enough. to say, Maxi, that for some reason we've never talked about this, but I have the vibe from you that you're like a Dreamcast person, but maybe that's just Harvey D. Godlove. I'm a crazy taxi person. And sure, anything okay. beyond that is a question of being in character. Okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Alright, that's one for each. Chelsea? Wow, it just left my head. What's it? Power Stone. Uh, oh, right, it's against Power Stone. Um... <laughs> uh... Oh, right, it was the political game that... It... Uh... Sorry. <laughs> Uh, uh, Suzerain. All right. Uh, that is two for Suzerain. Crystal. Suzerain. All right. Suzerain takes it and moves up to number 32. Crystal, how does it compare to Mario Kart Double Dash? Arguably the best Mario Kart because it's got that Double Dash mechanic in it. The problem with this one is that it looks ugly. I know what you mean. So my vote is for Suzerain. Okay. Uh, Chelsea. Uh, double dash. One for each. Maxi. Now, as much as I do love Suzerain, I thought it was a very strong game, you can't go around in a cart with your vice president and switch places so that you can throw a blue shell <gasps> at the <gasps> saber-rattling monarchists to the northwest. So I do have to give this one to double dash. That'd be really good if you could, though. Oh, no, that would whip ass. <laughs> Depending uh, on how you interpret Mario lore, you can do that in Double Dash. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Dan, how do you vote? It's Mario Kart Double Dash. This is a very annoying song I'm going to sing. And that was a bad gimmick. I'm sorry. I forgive you. We've all made mistakes in 2020. Lord knows. Uh, Dan, how does Suzerain compare to Super Mario Galaxy 2, the sequel to Super Mario Galaxy? You got you got your gravity mechanics. You got your Yoshi in this one. You beat the game, and it unlocks a whole other set of power stars that are hidden like fucking assholes all over the place. It's a great time. Oh, yeah. I watched you play that. Uh, yeah. And I played a bit. I've played some, but not much. It seems like a solid game. 
But I'm gonna give it to Suzerain, just because, like, I think I would get more out of that than Galaxy 2, which... Yeah, all right, uh, Maxi. Suzerain. Chelsea. Oh, Galaxy. All right, Crystal. Uh, I'm gonna pick Suzerain, because I could still play Galaxy 1. What does that mean? If I were to wipe Galaxy 2 off the face of the Earth in favor of Suzerain, I could still play Galaxy 1. Oh. Sure, that's true, I guess. <laughs> Is that how this works? Are Apparently. we erasing games from existence? <laughs> uh, all right. Suzerain is placed at number uh, 33, directly above Super Mario Galaxy 2, directly below Mario Kart Double Dash. That seems like where it belongs. Uh, it is one of the top 50 games of all time. Let's Damn. see here. Animal Crossing New Leaf, no longer a top 50 game. Who needs and, it? We have uh, New Horizons now. And uh, Dragon Quest VI. <laughs> Chelsea, what do you think are the odds that you are... Do you think it's possible that you're at some point going to put down New Horizons and go back to New Leaf? No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. okay. But I do think New Leaf was a better game. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, uh, New yeah. Horizons is prettier. Uh, New Leaf was better. All right. Uh, Dragon Quest VI Mamoroshi no Daichi is no longer a top 100 game. So, yeah, I'll live. You know. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Glad. Yeah, I mean, that game's good. It's no Dragon Quest V. Oh, okay. Uh, Krista, we're now on to your game of the year. Talk to us about Crusader Kings 3. Crusader Kings 3 is a, a grand strategy game. Where you play as as a, a, a noble in medieval times. You can play in, in Europe, you can play in Africa, you can play in Asia. And you you control whatever uh, like county or duchy or kingdom or empire you control. And you, of course, have to expand the influence of yourself and your house and your family. And this game takes place over a, a thousand, not a thousand years, but almost a thousand years, over many generations. And when you die, you stop playing as your character and instead move on to your heir. You better have trained your heir up well so your heir has good skills, because you're going to be playing as them for the next good while. You can, you know, make war, you can do diplomacy, you can do subterfuge and assassination, you can do all sorts of fun stuff. And because it is a systemic game with a million billion trillion systems they all interact in fun ways where you can come up with schemes to like kidnap a rival empire's heir and convert them to your religion and then they marry your daughter so then your daughter inherits both empires stuff like that it's fun yeah what is it about crusader kings 3 that makes it the game of the year to you uh well the thing that makes it the game of the year is also probably my biggest criticism is that I played it for many, many hours. Okay. Is a game with severe one more turn syndrome. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to off turn base. Yeah. It's not even turn based, but it's kind of hard to off ramp because there's always just one more little thing you can do. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's kind of a very predatory design, but also it does mean that I played it a lot and had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. So who can say if it's good or bad? Yeah, who can say? Uh, I, 
I probably have some things, but does anyone else have thoughts about Crusader Kings 3? It's good. I watched my friend Jordan play it, uh, listening, listen to, uh, uh, Kyle XY, question mark, listen to Kamurocho Radio, etc., etc. Uh, it was fun to watch and play it, and I think I got a lot of entertainment out of that alone, so I, I am favorable towards the third Crusader Kings. Okay, okay. My biggest beef with this game, I am not really a grand strategy person, um, they, I usually just kind of like, ah, those are too complicated. I do not have the patience to learn them. This one got me, um, in part because it was free on Game Pass, so I didn't have to pony up any money to try it. Uh, but partly because it has that big focus on what you were saying, Crystal, all the, like, social machinations and, like, lots of different systems that all interlock in interesting ways. And, like, every person is simulated at least, like, a little bit. And, and it's just cool to see all that stuff bump into each other and, like, you know poke something here and see how that has like a consequence over there but then uh, frequently you have to do a war in that game and god damn it i get upset every time i don't like controlling my troops i don't like fighting here's the thing about ck3 i love it very Uh much i think it does a great job of developing the mechanics and map they already had in ck2 while expanding on them and making them better reflect how varied things were uh, in that point in history. Yeah. Um, I think they've made a very good effort to... I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase it. I think they've, they've made a very good effort to make that game recognizing more than just dudes in Europe, because there are oh, more yeah. dudes in Europe in history. Um, yeah, I think they've yeah, done they a have great like job. Africa and Asia like represented on there. I yeah, think, and they've one thing that struck me when I was reading uh, the development diaries that were going on for like most of the year until it came out. Um, mm. They they put some effort into trying to better structure Africa and Asia to remind you. Oh yeah, no, these aren't just like huge blocks of people who are basically the same. There's a lot of there's some cultural and religious diversity here and we want to make yeah yeah we want yeah. to better represent that and i think that is a very admirable thing to do i think um the mechanics for some things like reforming religions is a lot more fun now uh, i think yeah. it's much more difficult to keep a large empire intact now uh which is something i appreciate because in ck2 i felt like it was very easy to stagnate sometimes Mm-hmm. But all that being said, all that praise and all the things I think they did well, combat's fucked in that game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like it's it's always like oh, oh you have you have you know your your forces are about the same. They're gonna hire like a billion mercenaries though, and you do need to be ready for that. But other than that, you basically got the same army. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have had so many fucking situations where it tells me, oh, yes, 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 your army is vastly superior. Don't worry. And then I hit fight, and then they kill my entire army. Like, what the fuck were you talking about? Why'd you tell me we were superior? Mm-hmm. Well, the underdog always wins, Luke. I want nothing more. Like, I, I would have played way more of that game if it had, like, a toggle for, like, narrative mode or something. Where it just, like... When I hit declare war on country, it just rolls some dice and tells me if I won or lost, and then moves on. 
And I know that, like, strategy heads wouldn't like that because the war part is, like, part of what they're there for. An option to do something like that would have... I would have played this game nonstop. But every time I get into a war, I'm save-scumming constantly, I'm losing for reasons I don't understand, and I get frustrated and I quit, and it really has put a wrench in how much time I want to put into this game. I just uh, won all the battles. All right. By being good. <laughs> So he, here's here's the here's the strategy. Okay. You just pick on the guys who are weaker than you. Well, yeah, I do that, and then I lose anyway somehow. Are you hiring men at arms, or are you just doing levies? Uh, yeah, I'm doing men at arms. I listen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why are you are, losing? <laughs> unless the, like I have like an empire, and I can consistently beat like. I don't know, duchies. But then I go up against a kingdom and they just destroy me. Like, but I'm, I'm a whole empire, though. I don't understand. Anyway, I'm bad at these games, but I like this one a lot. That's what it comes down to, really. Okay. We're starting at game number 330 again. Uh, let's see here. Dan, how does uh, Crusader Kings 3 compare to Final Fight for the SNES... Uh, this is a, a home console port of the arcade game Final Fight. They had to cut Guy out of the game because SNES cartridges didn't have enough RAM or enough memory for three characters. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Crusader Kings. All right. Uh, Maxi. Crusader Kings. Chelsea. Final Fight. Okay, that's two and one. Uh, Crystal. Crusade of Kings. All right. Crusader Kings moves up to 165. Uh, let's see here. Crystal, how does it compare to Bayonetta, the classic uh, character action game where you are a fuck witch who uses your hair to summon <laughs> demons? That's a fair description. Yeah, that's 100% accurate and not an embellishment, even slightly. <laughs> Crusader like, Kings. Bayonetta is so good because if you just describe it Neutrally, it sounds like a joke. I'm sorry, did you vote Crusader Kings, uh, Crystal? Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Uh, Chelsea. Uh, Bayonetta. All right. Uh, Maxi. Crusader Kings. Okay, that's two for CK. And Dan. Crusader Kings. Crusader Kings takes it and moves up to number 82. Got a shot at the top 100 here. Uh, Dan, how does it compare to Power Pro Coon Pocket 3, a Game Boy Advance baseball game uh, where you are a, an up-and-coming high school baseball star who dies and has your soul implanted in a robot, and you have to learn how to play baseball and be a human being all over again? Well, that description took a turn. Um, uh-huh. Is... Is it just a baseball sim? Is there, like, visual novel elements or something? I believe there's some visual novel elements also, yes. Mm, that sounds really good. Yeah. You know what? I think the rest my, the rest of you are probably going to vote Crusader Kings. Uh, I'll, I'll vote for Power Pro... Power... Oh, I forgot the name. Power Pro Coon Pocket 3. Yeah. Uh, Alright, Maxi. I'm voting for Crusader Kings 3. Okay. Chelsea. Baseball. Crystal. Crusader Kings. Ooh, that ties it. 
Yalgo Crusader Kings. I do like it still. Yeah. Uh, alright. Like, I like the parts of it that I like enough that I put up with the parts that I hate, and that's saying something. Uh, that moves Crusader Kings up to number 41. Getting up there. Crystal, how does it compare to Terranigma, the SNES action-adventure game about rebuilding the world after it ends? Bit by bit. That's kind of what Crusader Kings is. I suppose. Sometimes your empire falls apart and you gotta put it all back together from as a yeah, lowly you bishop. You don't get to talk to animals in Crusader Kings, though. That's true. I, are you sure well, that might be a trait? That, uh, yeah, you know what? Yes. I My like longest-running queen was possessed by a ghost most of her life. Uh, my vote is Crusader Kings. All right. Okay, in that case, uh, Chelsea, how about you? Terranigma or Crusader Kings? Terranigma. Okay, uh, that's one for each. Maxi. Crusader Kings. And Dan. Crusader Kings. Crusader Kings keeps on climbing. Whew. All the way up to number 21. Uh, Wait, 21? Uh-huh. Wow. That's yeah. Blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, how does Crusader Kings 3 compare to Bishoujo Senshi Sailor Moon, another story, a Japanese RPG featuring everybody's favorite Sailor Scouts? And probably the ones that aren't your favorite also. I think they're all in there. I, I mean, <laughs> I like all the Sailor Scouts. They're good. Um, you guys sit here and tell me you like Sailor Pluto? Come on. Oh, wait, Pluto? Yeah. Pluto's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pluto's inoffensive. Venus and Uranus are pretty good. I think them being gay is what carries them most of it. They're weirdly hostile a lot of the time. Well, yeah, because they believe in killing people to stop the bad guys from taking their hearts. And mm -hmm. Sailor Moon's like, wait, what if instead of killing them, we, like, protected them? Yeah. Nah, it's crazy talk. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I'm gonna go with... Uh, Crusader Kings. Alright. Uh, Maxi. Crusader Kings. Okay. Chelsea. Uh, Sailor Scouts. Okay. And Crystal. Crusader Kings. Alright. Crusader Kings takes it and moves up to number 10. Got a shot at the top 10 here. The fuck? Holy God shit. Damn it. What the fuck? The game's fucking good. <laughs> It is a good no, game. No, it's not. <laughs> Chelsea, do you want to air your beef with Crusader Kings? I don't know. It's like super, like, it's incredibly dense. Doesn't begin to describe it. Yeah, it's a game for nerds. I'll give you that. It's a game where you can go back in time and create a, lit a religion that venerates the act of lying. And also says, hell yeah, get gay married. Yeah, yeah but you have to, like, read two novels yeah, to get there. <laughs> My current campaign is all about I founded a religion worshipping the concept of giant women and I'm trying to spread it everywhere. Hell oh. yeah! <laughs> Great. And also making a point of my royal family have make as many of them giant, Amazonian, and beautiful as possible. Because <laughs> I'm a piece of shit, and that's who I am. <laughs> wow. 
It's a canvas <laughs> on which to paint uh, whatever you would, your fantasies are. Right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, speaking of uh, a painting of fantasy on a canvas, Crystal, how does Crusader Kings compare to Pac-Man 2, The New Adventures? The most avant-garde of the Pac-Man games. Um, Crusader Kings. Alright. Chelsea. Pac-Man. Alright. Maxie. Crusader Kings. Pac-Man's reign of terror must end. (laughs) Dan? As much as I've warmed up to Pac-Man, he is also a pathetic little worm. However, you can also be a pathetic little worm in Crusader Kings, so... Crusader Kings. Crusader Kings takes it. It is officially a top ten game. <laughs> Damn. Uh, <sighs> Alright, Dan, how does Crusader Kings 3 compare to Pathologic, the cult hit PC... game? I don't know. I was trying to think, like, it's not really an immersive sim. It's not an RPG. I don't really... Anyway, you're a doctor, you got 12 days to cure a sick village. All sorts of crazy shit happens. I haven't played this one, but I think it's mostly the same shit as Pathologic 2, and that shit's nuts. Hmm. I've heard really good things about the Pathologic games. I've never played them myself. You should fucking and play Pathologic 2 is what you should do. The thing is, I don't want to play it. It sounds hard, and I don't like playing extremely hard video games. There's a difficulty slider. Yeah, but I looked at the... The screenshot and it looked like it was still hard even on easy mode and well the way i'll say it, it's it's not hard to complete it it might be hard to complete it the way you'd like to hmm. but to see the credits is not that difficult <laughs> i would say seeing the credits is not trivial hmm. keeping yourself alive for those 12 days is not the easiest thing in the world if you don't care about anyone else it is I guess that's true. If you ignored all the objectives and just, like, ate all the food you found and then slept the whole time, you can, you can beat that game pretty easily, now that you'd say that. Hmm. I'm fascinated. But I don't know if I want to play it. You can skip the ending of the game. You can just, like, not show up for the end game, and then they'll just be like, Alright, I guess nothing happened at the end then, jackass. Wow. That is deeply fascinating. And still a game I don't want to play. Crusader Kings 3. Alright. Maxie. Crusader Kings 3. Chelsea. Chelsea, you're in a real rock in a hard place here. I sure fucking am. Two games you hate. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Pathologic 1 is on sale on Steam for $1.29. Buying that right now. Why? Because I'm going to play it at some point. You've already played Pathologic 2. Yeah, I know. Isn't it like the same game? Sort of. But only sort of. Yeah. 2 is like a remake of 1, but like they play around with it. I hate that you've made me do this. uh, The Crusader Kings. (laughs) Alright. Dan, you voted Crusader Kings. Chelsea, you voted uh, Crusader Kings. Would you vote Maxi? Crusader Kings. Uh, Crystal, what's your vote, even though it's just a, you know, uh, formality at this point? Crusader Kings. Okay, Crusader Kings moves up to number two. Wow! Now, we're in some some territory here. These are games that mean a lot to people at this point. I just want to say that before we start discussing these votes. Crystal, Mm. 
How does Crusader Kings 3 compare to Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, the GameCube RPG starring Mario and all his friends, with a delightfully charming writing style and art style, frankly? Luigi's out there being a big old goof. It's endlessly inventive in the different sort of game mechanics and structure it gives you to each chapter. You get to enter a, like, shonen fighting tournament that's also kind of like a pro wrestling thing. That's a good time. You solve a murder mystery on a train, even. Uh, Paper Mario 2 is a cool game. I think what edges uh-huh. out Crusader Kings 3 for me is that it is a game uh-huh. I didn't think I would like and didn't really expect to like. Like you, I just kind of tried it on a whim because it was on Game Pass. Yeah. And then it went from that to my game of the year. So that experience will make me vote for Crusader Kings. All right. Fair enough. Chelsea, I know what you're going to vote, but uh, make it official for me. Thousand Year Door. Yeah. Uh, That's one for each. Maxi. Now, Luke, where on the list is Bug Fables the Everlasting Sapling? Uh, That's at number six. Oh. So, here's the thing. Uh-huh. Uh, it sounds like we've pretty much already established that Crusader Kings 3 is better than Bug Fables. It's and the, better than your precious cherished game, so fuck it, burn it all down. And the fact saying. of the matter is that Bug Fables <laughs> being below Thousand Year Door is a miscarriage of justice, and if I cannot correct that, <laughs> then I will simply have to make adjustments so that the list more accurately reflects science. Okay. So, so Crusader Kings 3. Okay. <laughs> I cannot wait for the 50-person peer review. <laughs> hey, no! <Yes. laughs> Alright, uh, Dan, how about you? Yeah, I gotta give it to Paper Mario. I will record myself. I do want Bug Fables to be higher. I have argued with Max about it being better than Thousand Year Door. Uh, I wish Bug Fables was was number two, but it is not. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Paper Mario. So this is sort of a philosophical distinction in how we're approaching this question. Yeah, yeah. That does make it a tie. And I'm weighing my options here because on one hand. I'm not the biggest Paper Mario a Thousand Year Door fan. I'm more of a Legend of the Seven Stars guy as far as Mario RPGs go. Damn. Perfectly honest. But on the other hand, I love Chelsea very much and don't want her to be angry at me. <laughs> so Listen, this... This, ris- this list is ruined anyway. Like, you pick whatever you want. Yeah, you okay, already put... For... This is a garbage, stupid list anyway. Yakuza 7 is already way below where it should be. Alright, well, in that case, I'll go with CK3. Why would you do that? I, Luke? I, think, we, I think we have proven that it's a good game. <laughs> anyway, it's now got a shot at the number one spot. I am skeptical about its odds. Oh, it, number one, huh? I remember Dan, where number one is. How does Crusader Kings 3 compare to Barbie Horse Adventures Wild Horse Rescue? A Barbie PC game where you play a bunch of mini games to tend to and ride horses now i gotta ask yeah to what degree can you interact with horses in crusader kings like very little hmm. you can interact with like them an more event if... about a horse probably hmm. all right you, um, c- you can be a step tribe though and fucking yeah th- gotta have horses if you're on the right. step sure 
Um, the thing is, I I don't mind horses, but a lot of my friends really hate them. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it to Crusader Kings. Okay. All right. Uh, Maxi, how about you? Crusader Kings. There's more horses. That's right. And you can have broader adventures. They call okay. it okay. horse adventures. How many discrete adventures can you have in Barbie Horse Adventures? I mean, I, I guess just the one. Probably like five. Sure. My guess there you is go. five. Okay. Still fewer than CK3. All right, yeah. That is uh, two votes for Crusader Kings. Chelsea? Barbie. Yeah. Crystal? Crusader Kings. Going down swinging. <laughs> Chelsea, for what it's worth, on this one, I'm on your side. <laughs> Look, I also want Paper Mario to be respected. But, uh, yeah, we're outvoted. Um, Crusader Kings 3, in a shocking upset, is the number one game of all time. Wow. You know what? Okay. Chelsea, maybe this is the lens through which we can uh, feel good about this. Uh, well, one way is to just delete it as soon as I write it. That works. <laughs> oh, good. The other way, though, we've been very mean to Europa Universalis for so many years now. Maybe this is our penance. Yeah, liking CK3 is maybe I think it's my penance for being too nice to it all these years. <laughs> it's like, maybe I should check out EU4 if I like CK3 so much. Or maybe I'll wait for EU5. Maybe, maybe. Uh, let me get the Moby Games page for Crusader Kings to link our new number one game. Kind of be honest, I just liked Barbie Horse Adventures being at the top of this list more. It's number two. <laughs> I liked it when Paper Mario was at the top of the list. It's number yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to do some serious peer reviewing. Yeah, peer review will happen, you know. It, it, We're gonna make Bug Fables number one, is the thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, we are! <laughs> Our next game is my game. Um, Kentucky Route Zero PC Edition. This is, uh... How to describe This is an adventure game, a piece of interactive fiction. It's not, there's not many puzzles to solve in Kentucky Route Zero, so I don't know if adventure game is totally the right phrase, even though, you know, it is heavily based on classic adventure games. Like, it takes a lot of inspiration from, like, what's that game called? The fucking cave adventure, like the original... Colossal cave, cave adventure? adventure? Colossal cave adventure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you play as a fella named Conway, you are a delivery truck driver, you got an old dog with a straw hat, and you got just one more delivery to make in your truck, but you just can't find the dang address the five dog would drive anywhere. And you pull into the this creepy, cool-looking gas station with a giant horse head looming over it, and before you know it, you're sucked into a the surreal adventure on Kentucky Route Zero, a mystical highway that goes through the vast mammoth cave network of Kentucky. It is a game about people and people being crushed by capitalism and the, like, relationships and feelings that can be, like, preserved through that. The importance of like caring about people, even when you live in like a under a system that demands that you don't. There's 
beautiful music. There's a you know whole set piece where you drive a band to this shitty dive bar that no one's even in, and they play a song that like makes the bar dissolve into outer space while they play it, and it's gorgeous. And it's also like interactive, like you're choosing dialogue options to pick the lyrics of the song as it goes. A lot of times, you don't just play as Conway, you'll play as multiple characters. Often you will play as every character in a scene and every line of dialogue is a dialogue choice you're making. And that's awesome. Um, it is just extremely inventive and extremely heartfelt and has an extremely beautiful art style. And I think it is not only the game of 2020, it is, in my humble onion, one of the best games of all time. And deserves to be, if not that number one, pretty darn close to it. I... That's my I, I, that's my soapbox for Kentucky Route Zero. <laughs> Who else has played Kentucky Route Zero? I have not, but I desperately want to. Has no one else played this game? God damn it. It does sound a little familiar. Is this the game with, like, the gay cat and the goth crocodile? <laughs> oh, my God. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh. a good game. This game does give me some, like, Persona 5 vibes. <laughs> All right. All right. You know... I'm surprised I, I you didn't here. say that at all when we talked about Yakuza 7. I've sat here respectfully. You know, in I've retrospect. <laughs> I, I have adored all of your horseshit picks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's place it, goddammit. Luke, let me yeah. ask you this. What was the yeah, best platform that? for me to play this game on? I would say PC. Okay. Um, it, I, from what I understand, uh, some of the, there's some like minor graphical weirdness, especially if you're playing it in like 4K. They're talking about like, yeah, it kind of doesn't look right in 4K because we, the way we draw some of the graphics, just we expect you to have a certain resolution and like lines that we draw kind of get lost if the pixels are too small. Um, but I think any version of it is totally serviceable. It's not a particularly like hardware intensive game or anything but uh i would say pc okay i just bought uh, this game on steam hell yeah hell yeah you did <laughs> it's uh it's a great time this game was released episodically the first episode came out in 2013 and then like the next one came out later the same year and then like the next one came out the year after the next one came out like three years later <laughs> It just got, like, progressively slower as it came to the point where it, like, kind of was a joke for a long time. Like, ah, oh, that game's never going to get finished. Um, and I'm glad they managed to finish it. And I like the ending a lot. It's not really the ending I was expecting, but after sitting with it with a while, for a while, I think it was a good ending. And I liked to see it. And I liked to play it. I, I sobbed like a goddamn baby when I finished it. It's, it's, it's a lot. I love it. Uh, and we're going to rank it against game number 330. That's the, every game's good this time, so we just keep hitting the same midpoint here. Uh, let's see. Dan, how does Kentucky Route Zero compare to Final Fight Guy? It's Final Fight for the SNES, but Kentucky this time... Kentucky Route Zero. All right. <laughs> Maxi. 
I mean, we could stand to spend some time exploring the bottom half of the list, I feel. But yeah, all right. I'll vote for Kentucky Route Zero to be nice. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Do you have, a, like, a grudge against this game, Maxie? No. I just <laughs> okay. have fun being an asshole sometimes. <laughs> hey, you know it's what? part of the That's scientific fair. process. Right, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea, how about you? KRZ. All right. Uh, Crystal. KRZ. It is shooting up to number 165. Uh, Crystal, how does it compare to Clow Manager Spool Mirdas uh, Lead Von Kott? I believe this is uh, the toilet simulator game, right? What? Yeah. You yep, that's are competing janitors trying to keep your bathroom cleaner than all the rest. And you can sabotage the other janitor's bathrooms in your efforts to do so. You know, it sounds a lot like how this show works when you think about it. It uh, does. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Kentucky Route Zero is my vote. Alrighty. Uh, Chelsea. Uh, Kentucky. Okay, that's two for Kentucky. Maxie. Kentucky. And Dan. Kentucky Route Zero. All right, that moves KRZ up to number 82. Uh, Dan, how does it compare to Battle Chef Brigade, a cooking competition game with a fun story and a cool mechanic where you got to go out into the wilds, kill your food, bring it back, and then play like a little match three puzzle game to cook it? It's a fun time. I like it. It's I've always been interested in that game, but I think I'm going to give it to Kentucky Route Zero. All right, Maxie. Kentucky Route Zero. Chelsea. I have a question. How much does this game have to do with actual Kentucky? Uh, a lot. Like, it's all set in Kentucky. Like, there's, uh, like, the overworld map is, it's not the area of Kentucky I lived in, but I recognize all the road names. Yeah, I was going to say, is part of your attachment to this game the fact that you used to live in Kentucky? I think that's probably got, like, something to do with it. Yeah. Kentucky. All right. Uh, and Crystal. Kentucky. All right. KRZ takes it and moves up to 41. Uh, Crystal, how does it compare to Brain Age? Train your brain in minutes a day. Uh, Nintendo DS game about, you know, you do little exercises. Work your brain out. You know that political cartoon of the guy with the big head who works out at the library? Fuck that. I work out at Brain Age. I'm going to work out my artistic appreciation by playing a true game for impact, Kentucky Route Zero. <laughs> uh, all right, Chelsea. Uh, Kentucky, I guess. Yeah, You truly have to say that Kentucky Route Zero has a pro-social meaning or message. <laughs> Maxie? I mean, here's the thing. I do want to train my brain, though. Sure. <laughs> I think I gotta go with Brain Age. Alright. Dan. Kentucky Route Zero. Alright. KRZ I, moves up. You know, I gotta say one thing about Brain Age. Yeah. When I was a kid, my first DS, I broke the screen. I broke the touch screen because uh, while playing Brain Age, I lost the stylus and thought I could just use a pen. Yeah. Oh, that's no good. So, I have a vendetta against that game. 
All right, yeah, reasonable. <laughs> uh, Kentucky Route Zero is moving up to number 20. Dan, how's it compared to The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask? Uh, a sadder Zelda. A Zelda for kids with depression, like me. Well, you know what's also depressing? Uh, American capitalism. I'm going to give yeah. it to Kentucky Route Zero. All right, Maxi. In Majora's Mask, you can beat up a giant tiny skeleton so that you can get a hat that makes other tiny skeletons think you're the leader of the tiny skeletons. <laughs> that is true. I'm I going, cannot deny that that's how it works. I'm going with Majora's Mask. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what I could say about it. Because I don't think you beat any skeletons up in Kentucky Route Zero. Not even you one? Do, you do... Um, lose your personhood to a cabal of skeletons that are a metaphor for capitalism. Listen, everything's a metaphor for capitalism these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's one vote for each. Chelsea. Ooh. Um, skip me. Okay. Uh, Crystal. Uh, hmm. Majora's Mask does have shitty old graphics, which is why you can't play it on the Nintendo Switch. But you can play Kentucky Route Zero on the Nintendo Switch. So I'll vote Kentucky. All right, great. Uh, Chelsea, how about you? Uh, What's the vote set? It's two for Kentucky, one for Majora. Uh, Majora. All right, that ties it. I'm I'm going to Kentucky. Love both those games, though. Good fucking games. Uh, all right. Chelsea, how does Kentucky Route Zero compare to Portal 2? A first-person mind-bending puzzle game where you gotta use the holes in space to solve the cunning puzzles of the malevolent AI what wants to kill you. Portal. Okay. Uh, Crystal. Kentucky Route Zero. That's one for each. Maxi. I'm not really into memes. Does Kentucky Route Zero have any memes in it? I am honestly thinking, because I want to not just give you a knee-jerk answer, I am 95% sure the answer is no. It has Kentucky no Route Zero. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dad. Yeah, I'm giving it to Kentucky Route Zero. I want to see this game get to number one. I think it's more interesting than Crusader Kings 3. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, that moves uh, KRZ up to number five. It is hitting a lot of games that, like, I, I also want it to hit number one, but it's starting to hit games where, like, if it lost to this, I get it. I understand. Dan, how does it compare to Outer Wilds, a first-person adventure game where you have a rickety little spaceship and 23 minutes to explore the solar system before the sun explodes? Survive through enough time loops and maybe you can solve the mystery of why everyone dies every 23 minutes. It's not even that good, okay? Can Fuck I just say you. that? It's amazing. It's a fine mm. game. It's not great. I'm locking nope. in my vote immediately for Kentucky. <laughs> Noted, but you're also wrong. Outer Wilds. Oh, hey, you know what I love? You know what I love in a video game, especially in a yeah. really plot heavy video game that's uh-huh. very thoughtful and focused on exploration? I love to do yeah. first person platforming. Ooh. With no checkpoints. I love I love so uh, much. Yeah. And if I die, I have to start from the beginning, navigate to that same area, do it all right. over again, still with no checkpoints. 
Mm-hmm. Probably should have just been good at the game. Stop. <laughs> you should have been good at war. Luke. I probably should have been. That's true. Sounds like a good argument for uh, uh, Kentucky Route Zero. All right, that's two for Kentucky Route Zero. Chelsea. Kentucky. All right, and Crystal. You ever played the 2013 free version of Outer Wilds? I've seen some footage. I had no idea this existed. Outer Wilds rules. Outer Wilds is exactly my shit. I'm voting Outer Wilds. That is completely respectable. Like, I I have a personal... I don't know if I mentioned on this uh, podcast before. I've taken the Let's Play algorithm off on my own, and I've ranked every video game I've ever played just with my votes. I think Outer Wilds is, like, number three on that list, and KRZ is, like, either number one or two. It flips. Uh, all right. In that case, Kentucky Route Zero beats Outer Wilds and moves up to number two. <laughs> Crystal, how's it compared to Barbie Horse Adventures Wild Horse Rescue? And before you answer, I do just want to point out there are also horses in Kentucky Route Zero. They serve a crucial plot point at the end of the game. It sounds like you only go on one adventure in Kentucky Route Zero, though, and as we've established, <laughs> you go on, like, five in Barbie. You, yeah. You Give me a five cool. episodes. That's true, yes. Plus four in-betweeners. In-betweeners yeah, you, oh, don't count. Oh, that's true, the interstitials. Interstitials do not count as adventures. Uh, well... I would argue that, except I'm thinking about what the interstitials are, and they're like, you go to a museum, you watch TV, this one is a play set in a bar, so I guess those aren't adventures. Are the interstitials included in the package now? Yes, they are. Okay, that's good. Um, how about Barbie Horse Adventures? Okay, that's one one for Barbie. (laughs) Chelsea? Kentucky. Maxie? Barbie Horse Adventures. What did I do to piss you off? <laughs> Why are you being mean to me? I'm mad that this one got above Bug Fables. <laughs> Listen, we're going to work together in the in that uh, peer review. Uh, we're we are going to team up like Cabu V and Leaf and get it to number one. Hell but, yes! <laughs> but for now. I'm voting for Kentucky Route Zero. I, I will pl- lift 50 times my weight in games and throw them to the bottom of the fucking pile. Mark my I, words. I played Bug <laughs> Fables on your recommendation. I got to like the first boss, the Flower Goddess, and I beat her, and then I was like, eh, I've seen enough. First of all, playing. first of all, she's the second boss, and second of all, each chapter is way better, <laughs> so you should have at least played yeah. through chapter three. Yeah, oh. like I got into it after I got after I played through chapter two. It's all right, all right. Maybe I'll go back. <laughs> anyway, you voted Kentucky, Dan. Yes. All right, I'm also voting Kentucky, which means it's a contender for number one. Uh, two number one shots at once. That's just what you can expect at Let's Play's Game of the Year. Uh, Dan, how does Kentucky Route Zero compare to Crusader Kings Three? It's Kentucky Route Zero, baby. It's better than Crusader Kings. All right, Maxie. Three is greater than zero. And therefore, yeah. Crusader Kings 3 is a better game. Okay, okay. I'm not up on, like, my history of math. Did In the era of Crusader Kings 3, did European people believe in the number zero, or did they not invented that yet? <laughs> I believe zero had not yet made it to Europe in, 
like wow. the early Middle Ages. Damn. But you there know, are parts can... outside of zero or parts outside of Europe. That's true. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, invented in like, like India. Yeah, in yeah. India, there's a yeah. lot of uh, kingdoms in India. That's true. I was gonna say like like. Arabic people were had a whole all sorts of mathematics stuff. They probably had zeros. <laughs> what? I was just laughing because I I think I've learned about this about the history of zero in my school lesson the other day. Oh. <laughs> like where did I hear this before before the other day? Oh yeah, school. All right, Dan, you voted Kentucky. Maxie, you voted Crusader Kings. Chelsea, you hate Crusader Kings, so I assume you're voting Kentucky. I would rather have Kentucky on the top. Okay. And Crystal. This is a it's kind of sort of a philosophical question between the the author narrative experience and the systemic forever game where the systems can interact for a decade. That's true. And my preference is for Crusader Kings. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that ties it, and I'm the deciding vote, so Kentucky Route Zero wins. Woo! Crusader Kings. Had a brief shot as at the top. That's just how it goes in that game. <laughs> Kentucky route zero. Yeah, you know that's how it goes. You you claim the whole empire and then you immediately die and like you had eight kids and they all got one eighth of the empire. Yeah, I definitely wish zero. you could get primogenitor before like twelve hundred. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Get Kentucky route zero. Okay, well, Moby Games just calls it Kentucky Route Zero, but that is not the proper name. It is Kentucky Route Zero PC Edition. This placement was six years in the waiting. It was. Yeah, that's what I said. That, right, I was agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Uh, we have one last game to rank tonight on this New Year's Eve. Chelsea, talk to us about Spiritfarer. Oh, I have to talk about it? Well... Uh, okay, um, listen, you know I hate talking. Uh, Spirit Fair is a game where, how do you, how does that game start? It's just like remember. on the river with, uh, Charon. Yeah. Yeah, I think you wake up in yeah. a boat, uh, you're, uh, I believe a, a young girl, uh, yeah. with a cat, um, I think- uh, and you wake up, like, in a river, and with Charon, the and he's like, "Hey, uh, I'm retiring. Uh, you got to do this now. So you got to take spirits and like prepare them for like the next stage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you meet a bunch of friends who seem to know you. Uh, like you, you go around and meet a bunch of like spirits, and like they're all like kind of animal people. And like most of, if not all of them, seem to kind of know you. Like I think the first." friend you meet is your like actual like childhood friend that you knew Mm. and um yeah you get you you go and she helps you find a boat and you take that boat and you you go all over the place and you collect like neat stuff like lightning in a bottle and you you farm some stuff and (laughs) and you, you make you craft a lot of stuff and you I'm not making this sound interesting. Well, it's, it, uh, it, yeah, it's it's been although it ha- it's it's been months since I since I played this game and I also didn't finish it. Um, it's like a side scrolling like farming like you know community yeah. management thing. You're like like hand your... animated. It's a very pretty looking game. It's gorgeous looking. Yeah, very cute. 
it's very emotional. It made me cry multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, yeah, you're crafting stuff, you're building up your boat, you're trying to make, like, a nice place for the spirits to live until they, like, yeah. want to move on. As you, like, fulfill their favors, they tell you more about their life stories, and... Yeah. And it, it, it's all about death and the, the forms it takes, what it means. Shit, I'm already tearing up thinking about it. Did you finish it, Dan? Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not... I, I played this game for a little bit. I played it long enough to be like... Oh, this game seems good, but it's not really my kind of game. Um, but I, I, I have what I have been told are ending spoilers. I don't know if they're actually what happens at the end. Uh, yeah, and that I don't know. That's that's a way to end a thing. It certainly is. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Chelsea. What like kind of had you fall off of it? Um, I think. I'm trying to remember. Part of it was that I kind of felt bogged down by all of the, uh, like, like you start out and like, like when you cross certain areas of the map, it'll start a kind of event, uh, kind of depending on who you have on your boat or who you've had on your boat, kind of unlocks different events and different like collect things to like basically crafting materials. Sure. And I kind of got, I, I feel like I kind of got bogged down because like every single time you cross, you, like you're just trying to get to a place and it's like every single time you cross like a storm, you have to, okay, you want to do the lightning in a bottle event? Like, no, I have plenty of that already. I don't have enough room for any more. Just skip it. Oh, okay. And then you keep on going, and then two minutes later, you'll cross another one. Hey, do you want to do this? Like, no. No, I, I don't. I just want to keep going. Like, the, like a lot of the stuff on, on the map just, just stops you, and it, I, I kind of got annoyed by that, I think. I gotcha. And also, something happened with one of the uh, little spirits on my boat that really just kind of like, oh, that sucks. Like... Wow. I don't know if I want to, like, spoil it. We do kind of spoil games when we talk about them on the show. We could say spoiler warnings for Spiritfarer. Yeah, that, that, I think, yeah. Like, the, my frog uncle man, yeah. just, like, it seemed like he was trying to, like, he was gonna, it seemed like he was getting close to, like, okay, he'll be ready soon to, for me to take him to the, to the gate. And he just disappears. Yeah. Just, just out of thin air. I don't get... A goodbye i don't get closure he's just there's no explanation as to why as, as far as i can tell there's no explanation explanation as to why he just up and disappears but i <laughs> i wanted closure i liked him he was nice he's one of my favorites i gave him lots yeah. of food yeah. and I... then just one day he's just disappears without saying anything and that just kind of really bummed me out that's and, how like... death works <laughs> I was going to say, the way you're describing that, I'm actually kind of into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just like every other one, I got to, like, okay, I'm ready to go to the gate and do the cool scene and have the nice goodbye. Right, right. And, like, yeah, I, I get your point of, like, yeah, that is kind of how death works, but, like, it feels like in this case I didn't even get a funeral. It just, there's just no fanfare at all with his disappearance. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, uh, yeah. Sorry, I was. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I'm. I'm going around in circles, but yeah. 
as I say, just as long as we're in the spirit fire, spirit fair spoiler zone. Let me ask if I'm if the ending spoilers I heard were accurate. Is it that like actually you're the dead one or something like that? I mean, technically they're they're all dead. You're just the last dead one who needs to go. Right. Like the thing I had heard was that like yeah no you died. But, like, in life, you, were like, worked at, like, a nursing home as a caretaker, and, like, all the spirits you're helping are, like, people that you helped at the nursing home, and that's, like, this is your version of, like, being put to rest or whatever? Is that yeah. more or less right? more or yeah. less. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Neat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's less stated. It's sure. more just depicted through, like, images and, like, like, this being talking to you that represents your own internal fear of death mm. it's it's less clear cut than the spoiler sure. makes it sound yeah of course of course uh all right yeah it's a, it's a neat little game let's place it we're starting at game number 330 once again you know how this works by this point uh let's see what is not number 330 now i should have had the spreadsheet pulled up instead of navigating away here we go getting down to number 330 uh, let's see here. Uh, Crystal, how does Spirit Fair compare to <laughs> Gumboy Crazy Adventure? It's a, like, side-scrolling platformer where you're a weird little gross gumwad thing. I don't know. I like games in the afterlife genre, and I also like the word psychopomp. So my vote is Spirit Fair. Psychopomp is a good word. That is true. Chelsea, how about you? Uh, I am going with Spirit Fair. Okay, Maxi. Spirit fair. All right, and Dan. Spirit fair. Spirit fair moves up to number one sixty-five. Dan, how does it compare to uh, Wii Sports? It's Wii Sports. It needs no introduction. Yeah. Um, I just want to make a bit of disclosure before I make my decision. Uh, uh, Spirit fair is my number three game of my top ten games this year. And number yeah. one and two are Yakuza 7 and Bug Fables, respectively. I see, I see. Uh, so, go, continuing on, uh, I'm going to go with Spirit Fur. Okay, uh, Maxi. I forgot what it was going up against. Wii Sports, baby! Oh, hell yeah! Wii Sports? The game where I can play golf, boxing, baseball, bowling, <laughs> and a fifth one? All in the comfort of my own home? <laughs> But with motion controls, so it feels like I'm really out there, out and about in the great outdoors. Hell yeah, I'm voting for Wii Sports. Unless you can name the fifth one, I am not acknowledging it's your tennis. vote for Wii Sports. Okay. Yeah. That's one for each. Chelsea? Remember how uh, there were, like, actual, like, tennis rackets you could buy to yeah. make it feel like you're actually playing tennis? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I guess I will go with Spirit Fair. Okay. Uh, that's two for Spirit Fair. Crystal. I was really enamored this year by a video about uh, Wii Sports golf speedruns. However, my oh, vote is for huh. Spirit Fair. Okay. Spirit Fair moves up to number 82. Let's see here. Uh, Crystal, how does it compare to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, the Nintendo Switch Wii U Zelda game that changed the formula? Shook it up real good. Now it's an open-air adventure where you explore a vast Hyrule in the wreckage of Calamity Ganon. Hmm. Skyrim or Spiritfarer? Back to me. <laughs> All right, Chelsea. 
I guess come back to me too. All right, Max. Is there anyone to come back from? <laughs> Spiritfarer. All right, that's one for Spiritfarer. Uh, Dan. Spiritfarer. All right, coming back to Crystal first. Uh, Kingdoms of Amal or Reckoning. <laughs> Great. I was going to say nice pull, but they did like a fucking remake of that game. Was that this year? Yeah, that was this year. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot. do that? Let me real quick send a gift to Zach and say it's a gift from the state of Rhode Island. <laughs> Great. Uh, Chelsea? I guess Spiritfarer. Okay. Uh, yeah, Spiritfarer. Uh, Dan, you voted Spiritfarer, right? Yep. Okay, Spiritfarer takes it. And moves up to number 41. Chelsea, how does it compare to the longest five minutes, a game I do not recall? <laughs> Our hero faces the origin of all evil, the overlord himself, but suddenly loses all memories of his adventure, his finishing moves, and his hometown, and even the reason he's trying to defeat the overlord in the first place, all gone. Our hero feels as though he's letting his allies down. In the midst of battle, his allies' words and the overlord's taunting triggers flashbacks, bringing his memories back piece by piece. Our hero tries to regain his priceless memories before it's too late, where the Overlord stands before him, his power unyielding. What can happen in the longest five minutes? This sounds sick. What? When did we fucking place this? I've never <laughs> heard of this game before. You know, this game sounds awesome. Are you kidding me? This game sounds good as hell. Oh, yeah. we. I remember talking about this on a previous episode. It sounded really good. I bought it. Never played oh, it, nice. but I bought it. <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah, that's is, why I put it on the a PSP listener game suggestion game? list. I'm going to get this fucking game, I think, like right now. <laughs> right. What, what was the PSP this game that was like this? Oh, I don't know. It was like very similar premise. It might have also been an NIS game, actually. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know PSP games. Uh, Half Minute Hero. Uh... Hey, yeah, that's the one. Half Minute Hero. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Chelsea, uh, longest five minutes or Spirit Fair? Ah, uh, longest. Uh, no, Spirit Fair. All right, Crystal. Spirit Fair. Okay, that's two for Spirit Fair. Maxi. Longest five minutes. This sounds incredible. All right, uh, Dan. Spirit Fair. All right, Spirit Fair takes it. I, I, I'm gonna need to check out longest five minutes. Uh, that was Spirit Fair up to number twenty. Dan, how's it compared to Tetris for the Game Boy? It's Tetris, but for the Game Boy. Tetris didn't make me cry. Spirit Fair. You're not playing Tetris, right? Uh, Maxi. Spirit Fair. You do stack blocks when you're building up your ship. Yeah, that's like, true. It's it not actually as is like. Yeah. So I gotta go with Tetris. Oh. All right, that's one for each. Uh, Crystal. Uh, the Hillary Clinton game. What? what? Oh, she loves Tetris for the Game Boy. I did not know that. And does she play it when she's chilling in Cedar Rapids? <laughs> I guess. She must be. All right, I well, thought her thing was Pokemon going to the polls. Well, Luke. she wants the young people to Pokemon go to the polls. Luke, Luke, I need yeah, Eidolon Cannon that? right now. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Did President Dracula chill in Cedar Rapids? This is not like a political meme I'm familiar with. Hang on, I'll find it and link you to it. All right, well, in the meantime, Chelsea, Tetris, or... Spiritfarer. Uh, Tetris. All right, Tetris takes it. And Spiritfarer moves down to number 30. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to the quest for the golden egg cup, an irreverent adventure game where you have to find God's egg cup? 
Uh, Spearfarer. All right, uh, Crystal. You you have described the concept of using an egg cup as heavenly. Um, no, luxurious. Luxurious. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just listened to her say I'm chilling Cedar Rapids. <laughs> chillery. Chillery. More like chillery Clinton. Am I right? The audible tap when she hits the phone screen to switch the camera around is also really good. <laughs> she sounds so fucking bored. <laughs> My vote is for uh, Spirit Fair. I'm just chilling and see. I, okay, so my answer for you then, Maxi. Uh, Dracula did chill in Cedar Rapids, but he was more into it, and it was more natural sounding when he said it. All right. Hell yeah. He believed that he was chilling in Cedar Rapids. Great. Anyway, what'd you say, Crystal? Uh, my vote is Spirit Fair. All right, your vote was also Spirit Fair, right, Chelsea? Uh. Quest for the Golden Egg Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was fair, fair. Yeah, okay, Maxi. Egg cup. <laughs> Sometimes a game on here will be like, well, I don't know what that's doing this high, and then someone votes for it. <laughs> <laughs> Dan? Uh, yeah, what were... Oh, right, golden egg cup, uh, spirit fair. Yeah, spirit fair takes it and uh, moves up to number 25. Dan, how does it compare to Elite Beat Agents, the rhythm game for the Nintendo DS where you have to use classic pop and rock songs in order to help people survive their ordinary days? Hmm. Well, Spiritfarer also has a rhythm game bit. And That's it, true. And it is also very emotional. So I'm going to go with Spiritfarer. All right, Maxi. Sorry, which one is it going up against? Elite Beat Agents. Not a good game. Spiritfarer. What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> oh shit. All Excuse of my memories. Me. All of my memories of Elite Beat Agents, and I say this as somebody who played a lot of rhythm games as a kid, who's always loved rhythm games. All of my uh-huh. memories of that game are picking it up, trying to play it, and not being able to get it at all. So I just could not click with those controls. I don't know. You just you just tap the buttons. I tapped it's, the buttons is, and I swirled the swirls and I connected the fucking dots or waves or whatever and it just did not work. It is an extremely simple game. And yet. All right. Well, that's a vote against EBA and a vote. Uh, that's two votes for Spirit Fair. Chelsea, how about you? E B A. Yeah. Uh, Crystal. Elite Beat Agents. That's a tie. You, I'm voting for Elite Beat Agents. A good game. Wait. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which moves uh, Spiritfarer down to number 27. Crystal, how's it compared to Puyo Puyo Tetris, the ultimate puzzle crossover? You got, you know, you got your mean bean machine on one side, you got your Tetris. <laughs> You know, the modernized version of Hillary Clinton's favorite game. On the other end, uh, they just, uh, the clash. Is, has Puyo Puyo Tetris been made obsolete by Puyo Puyo Tetris 2? I mean, there's a story. Yeah, basically, yeah. Like, they are, okay. It, they are not the same game because Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 has a new story mode. And also it has, like, a weird skill battle mode where you can, like, level up characters and stuff. 
I will never touch either of those. So for my purposes, it is basically I just paid $40 for the same game again. Cool. What? Doesn't 2 also have, like, better lessons? Uh, I went back and looked at the lessons in 1, and no, they're the exact same. 100% the same. Oh, okay. <laughs> they just copy and pasted them. Uh, my vote is for Spirit Fairer. But Puyo Puyo Tetris 2, in fairness, does have cool special effects when you get a good combo. You get, like, a little insert frame of your guy just, like, going nuts and yelling while you drop shit on the other person. So that's all right. Uh, that's a vote for Spirit Fairer. Uh, Chelsea, how about you? Puyo! Uh, Maxi. I like Puyo Puyo, all right. I'll go with Puyo Puyo Tetris. All right. And Dan. I'm going to go with Spirit Fairer. But I also need to know, why have you never touched the story mode? Um, I touched the story mode in Puyo Puyo Tetris 1, and it's cute, but it's very slow-paced. The encounters are very easy, and I would, like, if I've loaded up Puyo Puyo Tetris, I will have a better time playing, like, matchmaking online than the story mode. So, right. you know, is what it is. Uh, I'm voting Puyo Puyo Tetris, which moves Spirit Fair down to number 28. Dan, how's it compared to Metroid Prime, the first-person adventure game from Nintendo, the modernization of Metroid, a game, the third sequel of which allegedly will come out someday, but who fucking knows? Well, there are three Metroid Prime games. Well, right, but Metroid Prime 3 is the second sequel to Metroid Prime. Right. Did you forget uh, about Metroid Prime Federation Force? I Yeah, that's true, and I also forgot about Metroid Prime Hunters. Yeah. Uh, so I guess really what, the, the fifth sequel is the one that's uh, in development hell? Metroid like, Fusion only needed one sequel, and it was the best. Well, everybody what? loves Everybody loves Metroid Other M, the game that finally oh, gave M. Samus emotions and a deep uh, and late... Oh, I can't... I can't even say that as a joke. Fuck this. I'm bailing <laughs> out. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, I have, I've never actually played Metroid Prime. I should do it someday, but... Uh, it's pretty good. I like it. Did they ever port it to Switch? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Oh, No, cool. no, no. They did not, no. Oh. Did they not? Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to try that on Switch if it ever comes yeah. out. Or get the trilogy on Wii. Wii. Um, but for now, I'm going to go with Spiritfarer. All right. Uh, Maxi. Mm, Spiritfarer. Okay. That is two for Spiritfarer. Chelsea. Spiritfarer. All right. And Crystal. Metroid Prime is the top ten Crystal game. It's real good. I, it loses points for me because the last chunk of it's not very good. But uh, everything up to that, great. Wonderful. Don't Don't love the last part, though. Spirit Fair moves up. Oh, no, it doesn't. It's placed at number 28, directly above Metroid Prime, directly below Puyo Puyo Tetris. Ooh. Congratulations to Spirit Fair for cracking the top 50 here. Let me get it set up because I also didn't read off what has lo left us with uh, Kentucky Route Zero. All right. So, yeah, Spirit Fair is at number 28. And let's see here. So that means that. Professor Layton in the Curious Village and Steven Sausage Roll are both now not top 50 games. That's sad for both of them. Those are good games. Mm -hmm. And let's see here. Hotel Dusk and Mighty Jilloff are both now no longer top 100 games. Hmm. I feel 
I feel better about those leaving the top 100 than I do about Professor Layton leaving the top 50. Well, you know, the further down it goes, the less good it gets. That's fair, that's fair. I mean, both good games. So, well, I've never played Mighty Jill off, I'm not going to say. Hotel Dusk, though, I liked that. Anyway, this, uh, this podcast has gone on long enough. I should stop rambling. We have done... We've done it again, everybody. Thank God. We have. Uh, we've made everybody angry on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. I feel good. <laughs> yeah, who have you pissed off on New Year's Eve? Me. Uh, yeah. Oh, Chelsea, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm. I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, all right, let's look at our. I've already ten. done my vandalism. <laughs> Wait, what'd you? Do? Oh, you. Fuck. All right. Let's look at our bottom ten real quick. Uh, number six fifty-six, Tommy's Air Shark. Number 657, Megamind, the Blue Defender. Number 658, Under Zero. Number 659, Asphalt. Number 660, Accordion Hero. Number 661, Minion Pregnancy. Number 662, Time of Silence. Number 663, Lucky Charms Memory Machine. Number 664, Mechanica. Number 665, South Park, The Stick of Truth. The worst game of all time, to our knowledge. One of these days, I kind of just want to slot South Park the Fractured Butthole down there, because we... It's worse by virtue of the fact that they made another fucking one of them. They you know? made another one, yeah, and they yeah. made Eric Cartman a uh, cartoon raccoon, and abbreviated his superhero name so that it was a racial slur. Oh, that's fun. That's it's a, very that's a cool. fun jape. I love those hijinks those South Park kids get up to. Meanwhile, our top 10, shaken up considerably this time. We got uh, number 10, Emergency Call Ambulance. <laughs> and number 9, Starcraft. Number 8, Bug Fables, The Everlasting Sapling. Objectively, not the best game of all time. Fuck off. To our knowledge. <laughs> number 7. No, it's it's not at number 1. It can only ever move down once it's placed, Maxie. That's, what That's not how for. peer review works. <laughs> uh, number seven, Pathologic. Number six, Outer Wilds, a better game than Bug Fables. <laughs> number five, Undertale. Number four, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. Number three, Barbie Horse Adventures, Wild Horse Rescue. I missed that at number one, even though I like both games above it better. <laughs> number two, Crusader Kings 3. And number one, the best game of all time to our knowledge, I get my way once again, Kentucky Route Zero PC Edition. Chelsea has replaced the link to the Kentucky uh, to the Crusader Kings 3 Moby Games page to a YouTube video of a waffle iron farting. Cool. Oh, I'd like to see that. Let me get a live well, I want to see Crusader that. Crusader Kings 3. <laughs> oh. All right, let me see this. It takes a minute to, to get to it, but it, it's worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Oh, yes, I would. Okay, so you can listen to my other... You can listen to my podcast. Uh, I do... <laughs> oh. I, mean, I think the waffle video has uh, really tickled Crystal. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was watching the waffle video. Oh. Oh, it's starting to fart. <laughs> I need to watch this first before I plug yeah. myself. 
Chelsea, can you put the audio of this video in here? Yes. Just overlay it in the background. Oh! Oh! We need to finish this episode. It's <laughs> funny. Okay. That's yeah. great. Um, okay, now. On to what I was going to say. I'm on four other podcasts, soon to be three. Pod of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. We are covering Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. It's good. You can also listen to The Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast, uh, where we change continuity being discussed every week. If you listen to it, I highly, highly recommend episode three, where we talk about the Sonic Bible, and our Halloween special, where we read Sonic.exe. You can also listen to Stranger's Fiction, which is also on Audio Entropy. That's true. It's pretty good. Uh, of the active stuff that I'm in right now, uh, we've been uploading a campaign of Get Your Game On, a Yu-Gi-Oh! GX-inspired RPG. And last but not least, uh, listen to Disney Minus, a... Disney podcast where we go through the Disney Plus catalog. I'm actually leaving that after next episode, but next episode is in fact the Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Well, yeah, yeah, That's important. Oh, and also follow at Xbox underscore Holiday. Happy New Year, Xbox. Happy New Year, Xbox. Maxi, <laughs> Happy New Year, like? Xbox. Well, let's see. This probably won't come out until. Probably the middle of 2021, if all goes according to plan. But I'm working on an RPG called Our Stormy yeah. Present, designed to emulate, you know, retro console RPGs, heavily inspired by things like Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, Live I Live. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Um, you know, I make music. I generally post it to my Tumblr and my Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Maxi Satan. And on Tumblr at Max Knightley. That's M A X K N I G H T L E Y. Uh, and I'm also on this actual play podcast myself. It's called Eidolon Playtest. Uh, a couple friends of mine are also developing an RPG, uh, sort of heavily drawing from Persona and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's coming up on some pretty big stuff. I think it's great. I think it's very funny, very engaging. The music is fantastic, and I think y'all sure should give it a listen. Mm -hmm. uh, Chelsea, you want to plug anything? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nitspecibus, and you can uh, join the Audio Entropy official, unofficial Discord uh, at by going to the Audio Entropy Twitter account. It should be the pinned tweet. Uh, do that. Yeah. And that's me? All that's right. me. Crystal, how about you? Oh, you can follow me at Arcane Crystal. You can listen to the Book of Medora podcast on Audio Entropy, which is a podcast about the Zelda games and also whatever we feel like because we finished all the Zelda games. <laughs> uh, we'll be doing Hyrule Warriors in the near future, but I have to finish it first. You can also listen to MCU Complete Me, a show that Luke's also on. We talk about the Marvel that's movies. True. The latest episode on the vile film Avengers Infinity War will be up probably before this episode. Yeah, I imagine it probably will be. Uh, yeah, because it's going up tomorrow, right? That's right. Yeah, so that'll definitely be up by the time you listen to this. Yeah, Infinity War. Bad movie. Bad movie about how abusers love you. Hmm. Ooh. Man. 
I'm looking forward to listening to that. Uh huh. <laughs> anyway, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other podcasts I do on AudioNTB.com, such as the aforementioned MCU Complete Me, such as the aforementioned Eidolon Playtest. What a shocking plot twist. I was the friend Maxie was talking about the whole time. Me and uh, our friend Molly have made an RPG based on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Persona, and we're doing an actual play podcast. Two different campaigns, which release episodes on alternating weeks in order to playtest it. It's a great time. Uh, n- never been a better time to jump on, other than all the weeks up to now. Uh, but, you know, that's in the past. You can still fix your mistakes and go listen to Eidolon. It's a great time. Uh, Crystal's also on it. She's on Eidolon Pop. That's me. Uh, yeah. Also, I do uh, Common Reprisor Forze. It's a podcast about... Common Rider Forze that I do with Molly and Ashley. It's if you remember Totally Reprise, right? It's just that show, but we ran out of Totally Spies. So now we got to do other stuff. Uh, I think that's everything. Let's get out of here. Let's go enjoy the last hour and a half of 2020. Uh, Crystal, give us a sign off. My wife. Just going to a classic. All right, uh, Chelsea. I hope this year is better. Maxie. Just chilling in Cedar Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> you can barely hear it. You can hear it just enough to know what you've done. <laughs> Dan. <sighs> Happy New Year, Xbox. Should all acquaintance be forgotten and never brought to mind? Should all acquaintance We'll see you next time on Let's Place. I thought I told you.